1 John chapter 4, and we'll begin with verse 16. And in verse 16 it says, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. So God is love. That is his nature. And when we are in Christ and we dwell in love, then we're dwelling in God. And God is dwelling in us. There is a spiritual union with our spirit and God's spirit. Uh, He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. And so we are joined to God and God is love. So he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. And uh, verse 17, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. As He is, so are we in this world. Well, uh, we just see in verse 16 that God is love, so as He is love, so are we love, and where are we love? In this world. So then, uh, we're not waiting till we get to heaven to love people. Amen. We love people here, and we love people now. Now, uh, we talked about in that uh, first message a couple of weeks ago, uh, the love of God, uh, believing in and knowing uh, the love of God. And so, uh, there are a few aspects of that, the love of God for you, the love of God towards you, the love of God in you, and the love of God through you. Well, today we will not uh, go through that any further. We will just look now to verse 18. There is no fear in love, no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. No fear in love. The love of God is void of fear, has no fear. And so the love of God is not only in God, but we see that God's love is in us. He that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. So God, who is love, dwells in us, and we have known and believed that love. So the love of God indwells us, and he says there is no fear in love. But this perfect love casts out fear. The love of God in itself is perfect. The love of God cannot be improved upon. But the love of God in your life can be perfected. In other words, you can be perfected in the love of God. So perfect love, as we are perfected in the love of God, perfect love casts out fear. There are many ways that the devil could uh, use to uh, attack uh, an individual with fear. Uh, But nevertheless, fear is a spirit. And fear is something that endeavors to hinder your life. But perfect love casts out fear. The next phrase in the verse says, Because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So the devil likes to torment people with fear. He endeavors to torment people's minds with fear, uh, their thought life with fear, uh, attack their bodies uh, that uh, be, be because of and, in th- and through fear. And uh, so attack people's lives uh, in, in multiple different ways uh, to cause them to be fearful. Uh, and so in the scripture, we hear this phrase over and over again, fear not. 
And uh, because uh, there is this tendency to be afraid, and we do have an adversary that is against us that would try to inflict or cause fear uh, to dominate our lives, but development in love or perfection in love or being perfected in the love of God enables us to overcome fear. And perfect love casts out fear or it evicts fear, gets fear out of our lives, or one translation says turns fear out of doors. And so fear, because the devil uses fear, that's one of his or one of his main tactics that he uses against our lives, we must be aware and know to resist. All right, so I'm going I'm to read it out of the Amplified Bible. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. A lot of fear is what's going to happen. Right? What might happen? What could happen? What could happen today? What could happen tomorrow? What could happen next week? Uh, fear of what might happen. Uh, sometimes fear of what has happened or is happening. Uh, so he says, uh, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist in this love of God. But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors. So the Amplified says, turns fear out of doors. Or uh, another says, evicts fear. So uh, you have to serve an eviction notice on fear because fear is in this world. And the spirit of fear is prevalent in the world. So if fear is in the world, the spirit of fear is in this world, the devil is the author of fear, then you're going to have to resist fear. Uh, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So we have to resist fear just like it's a devil. Right? So he says that it turns fear out of doors uh, full, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. Fear brings with it the thoughts of punishment or destruction of some sort. He says, and so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. He who is fearful or uh, is afraid, has not reached full maturity of love, and is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. So I think that all of us could uh, uh, grow in this area, don't you think? Uh, we can grow in the love of God, we can develop in the love of God, or we could be perfected in the love of God and grow into maturity. So when we say perfected, we're talking about maturity, your spiritual level of maturity and your growth has exceeded your fear. Your growth in love has exceeded and overcome your fear. Now, we gave you a, a statement, uh, what the Holy Spirit said to me, or the way he said it to me, is faith and love illuminated is fear eliminated. Faith and love illuminated is fear eliminated. So when our hearts are illuminated or enlightened uh, with faith, uh, when God lights our candle, we can run, what, through a troop. In other, not, uh, in other words, we're not running from the troop. Uh, when God lights our candle, we can run through a troop and what? Leap over the wall. Not run away from the wall or not run away from the adversity. 
But we can face the adversity and we can leap over a wall or we can run through a troop. So the Holy Spirit lights our candle or lights our spirit. And when he lights us, he always enlightens us in line with the word of God. And so uh, faith and love illuminated is fear eliminated. So it eliminates fear or it uh, erases it or it turns it out of doors or it gets it out of our life. And uh, we are admonished in uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 4. It says, neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. All right, so we have to uh, be enlightened in the love of God, enlightened in the word of God. Or allow the Holy Spirit to light our candle. When you live in the light of God's love, it dispels fear. Uh, You know, when it comes to uh, a natural illustration, considering uh, like oil and water, they don't mix. You know, if you have an oil spill, what happens? The oil floats on the top of the water. And so they don't mix. Well, that's the way it is with faith and love. They don't mix with fear. It doesn't mean that a person couldn't have some love and some fear at the same time, but the two don't mix together. So uh, the higher dosage of love you have, the less fear you have. In other words, the less fear dominates you. So the greater uh, that we develop in the love of God or are perfected in the love of God, the less fear is going to control our lives. So uh, love turns fear out of doors. It evicts fear from our lives. Now, let's go to 2 Timothy, and we're going to go to uh, chapter 1 and verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. In verse 7, you know, this is a familiar scripture to a lot of us, but uh, it's worthy of looking at. You know, the Bible is uh, of the nature that you have to keep looking. Uh, You have to keep uh, believing, keep saying it. Uh, And so in this verse, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Well, then we see from this verse that fear is a spirit. Fear is uh, motivated by the devil. Fear is uh, something the devil uses. It's like one of his primary tools to control our lives. And so he says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So God's given us a spirit of love that expels fear. God gives us a spirit of power that overcomes fear. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever or whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So uh, faith in God. So faith overcomes the world. Love overcomes fear. Right? So faith and love illuminated is fear eliminated. So we have to stay focused on faith and focused on the promise of God rather than letting fear overtake us. 
All right, again, for uh, whatsoever, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is a victory that overcomes the world. What? Even our faith. So faith overcomes the world, and we know that fear is of the world and in this world. But you're not of the world. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. Ye are of what? God, little children. And what? Have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. So the greater one, God, indwells you. The Holy Spirit indwells you. The Spirit of God strengthens your inward man, strengthens your spirit, and enables you to win or overcome this world. So there's overcoming life on the inside of you, overcoming love on the inside of you, overcoming faith on the inside of you. You are in the light. Right? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And you're walking, if you're walking in the light of God's word, and we're walking in the light of God's word, then it dispels darkness, it dispels uh, uh, fear from our lives. And so light, love, faith, it just overcomes. Praise God. You turn the light on, darkness flees. It is uh, an overcoming factor. Light overcomes darkness. And uh, you can have the light on, the darkness can't overcome the light. It's just the way it is. As long as this light's on, darkness can't overcome it. But if you turn the light on... It overcomes the darkness. It dispels the darkness. Well, then love and faith will eliminate uh, the fears that try to overtake or come against our lives. So God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind, which gives us indication of where the devil attacks you, Right? The primary place that the devil attacks you, he may attack your body, and then fear comes to your what? Mind. He may attack your finances, and fear comes to your what? Mind. Uh, he may attack your children, and fear comes to your mind. He may attack uh, uh, a lot of different areas of your life, but fear hits your mind. So God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that's why we have to acknowledge the Word of God and keep our mind stayed on Him. Thou wilt keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. Because the devil likes to distract us from the peace of God or distract us from the love of God or distract us from the faith of God or distract us from the promise of God and get our minds on the negative side of life or get our minds on what's going on around us or get our minds on the attack that's come against us. And uh, it doesn't matter who you are. You have to do that. You have to resist the devil, right? And so when that fear comes, faith rises up. When fear comes, faith arises in your heart. When fear comes, love arises in your heart. Your love for God, your love uh, for people, right? Your love uh, for yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And love your neighbor, what? As yourself. So your love for God, your love for self, your love for others. And knowing God's love and believing in the love of God for you and toward you. So then, 
uh, in this uh, case, when fear comes, love uh, ascends and overcomes. Perfect love casts out fear. And love illuminated, faith illuminated, fear eliminated. All right, then in this verse again, he says, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified Bible. Amplified uh, says it this way, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice. God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice. So the devil likes to intimidate. Fear is an intimidating force, isn't it? So if he is intimidating you, God's not giving you the spirit of timidity. So you're not going to be timid. You're going to be, uh, you're going to be responsive. Hallelujah. And uh, you want to be like a first responder. How many are thankful for first responders? You know, when the first responders responded to my wife's accident, I, I'm very grateful. What do they do? They show up on the scene, and they take care of her. They take care of business. They do what is needed and necessary for her preservation of her life. And God is faithful. God's on the scene. Angels are first responders, right? But thank God for natural first responders. And, and, and they are taught and trained to respond without fear. Because if they come out there and, and are just uh, shaking and fearful and not knowing what to do, then they're not going to be able to uh, deal with the situation in an appropriate manner, are they? But they're trained to respond in an appropriate way without fear and, and, and go in there and take care of business. All right, so, of course, there's, uh, we won't go any further with that. Simply this, they know how to respond. Well, God wants us to be like a first responder. Hallelujah. Now, just like first responders may not always respond perfectly, but they respond faithfully. So as a, as a Christian, when, when fear comes, you want to be like a first responder. You want to move and be quick to act. Be quick to speak the Word of God. Be quick to say what God says in response to what has come against you, the fear that has attacked your mind, your thoughts, your body, your life, your family, whatever is going on in your life or in the world that you live in. So God's not given us a spirit of timidity or of cowardice. And notice first responders, when they get there on the scene, they're in charge. Now, you may want to do something to assist, but they're in charge. Only if they allow you to. Isn't that correct? So then they're in charge. They're, they're making decisions. And they're acting in a way that is preserving to people's lives. So as a Christian, you want to uh, be proactive. And you want to act in a way that is protective to your life and others around you. So love is not just thinking about you. Love is thinking about others. Love is not just thinking about self. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. All right, so you're not just thinking about self. You're thinking about others. And, uh, of course, uh, 
In this case, we can respond with uh, faith. We can respond in love. We can respond in care. I mean, if you're going to be your first responder, you sure want them to respond in some kind of faith. Maybe it's natural faith, but some kind of faith. You want them to respond in love and care. You don't want them to be inconsiderate. You want them to care for the people. That's obviously why they took on that role or that job. Uh, They have some care for the community and care for uh, people's lives. And so now they're responding. So as a Christian, you want to respond in faith. You want to respond in love and not as a coward. You know, Anthony here, his career, he's just retired more recently. But his career was uh, a fireman here locally. And, of course, he did other things other than just going into a fire uh, situation uh, as he developed in his, uh, in his job and his uh, uh, career. But uh, we need people that are willing to go into the fire. How many know the Holy Spirit is willing to go into the fire? Jesus is willing to go into the fire. Uh, God is willing to go into the fire. There were three Hebrew boys that were thrown into a fiery furnace. And there's no natural expectation that they're going to come out alive. There's no natural reason why they actually survived the fire. Why? Because there was a first responder that went into the fire with them. So when you go into a fiery trial... It is generally not by choice. It seems like you get thrown into it. Right? Just those three Hebrew boys, it wasn't like they just wanted to be thrown into the fire, but they were unwilling to bow. They were unwilling to bow to the, to the system. At that time, uh, uh, the king and, and, and bow uh, to uh, a false god. So they were unwilling to bow. And so they got thrown into the fiery furnace. Well, then Jesus was in the furnace with them. Because there was a fourth man, it says, like unto the Son of God. So sometimes when you're in the fiery furnace, you meet Jesus in a very personal way. I mean, you've met him. But you know him in a very intimate, very personal way because you know that he's the one that's going to get you out of this fire. Or he's the one that's going to bring you through. And so in this, uh, this uh, illustration, understanding that God will always respond to your situation when you walk in faith and you walk in love. I said God will always respond to your situation when you walk in faith and when you walk in love. He'll always respond and he'll always be on the scene. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, let's go back to this verse. He says, for God's not given us the spirit of timidity or of cowardice or of craving or cringing or fawning fear. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm, well-balanced mind. A calm, well-balanced mind. Now, what does fear do? It upsets your mind, doesn't it? 
What does fear do? It causes your mind to, uh, if, if you allow it to uh, have rule in your life, it causes your mind uh, to be upset and your thoughts are racing and your mind is going uh, to the negative side and what's happening in your life or what has happened, what is happening or what might happen. So you could be fearful of what has happened, you could be fearful of what is happening, or you could be fearful of something that has not yet happened and create your own world by fear. In other words, fear then creates your world. And rather than allowing fear to grip us, it must be resisted because it's a spirit. Now, if you heard Pastor Vicki... Uh, on uh, Wednesday night, how many heard Pastor Vicki on Wednesday night? Uh, she said years ago she heard uh, Lester Summerall say, Fear is never from God. Discouragement is never from God. <laughs> right? So fear is never from God. Fear is never. God working in your life. Faith is from God. And love is from God. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But he has given us a spirit of love and of power and of a sound, well-balanced mind. So when fear comes, faith and love must answer the door. And what does faith and love do? It eliminates fear. So when fear comes, we have to answer with faith and with love. Uh, more recently, Daryl's been texting scriptures. And some of those scriptures, uh, scriptures that we have preached and taught. And uh, so when you're, you know, a lot of times people are texting a lot of stuff. But scripture is a safe ground. It's going to build somebody's faith rather than instill in people's hearts and minds fear. I said it's going to build someone's faith rather than instill in someone's heart and mind fear. So your words generally are going to communicate faith or your words are going to communicate love or your words will communicate fear. So if your words are communicating fear, you might want to back off on your words. Whether it's through a text or through a, a Facebook post or communication in social media. If your words are communicating fear, then you might want to reconsider what your words are saying and doing. If you are communicating faith and love, then what is it going to do? It's going to produce faith and love in people's lives, which then it's going to eliminate fear. But if your words are communicating fear, it's going to instill fear and in their hearts and in their minds, and they're going to live in it. And people in our world today are so consumed with so much inundation from the social media world and the media world itself that fear overtakes their minds. Well, you can't feed on fear and live in faith. I said you can't feed on fear and live in faith. You have to feed on faith. Feed your faith and starve your doubts to death. 
So feeding your faith is going to eliminate your fear. Faith and love eliminated is fear eliminated. So as a believer, you want to feed your faith and you want to feed your love on the Word of God. But you want to feed other people's because we love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. And we love our neighbor as ourselves. If we're going to feed ourselves on faith and love, then we need to feed others on faith and love. In other words, what we say is going to bless others with faith or produce faith in their hearts and in their lives. Or it could produce fear. So what are we doing? What are we saying? What are we communicating? What is it producing? Well, if you want to have a, a, the love of God and a calm and well-balanced mind, then you're going to have to feed yourself on the Word of God. Calm and well-balanced mind. Well, balance would say, uh, obviously, you're not going to be foolish. There's some uh, fear that's healthy. I'm afraid to walk across the street when there's a car coming at 60 miles an hour. I'm afraid to walk out in front of that car. That's healthy. That's well balanced. But if I'm afraid to go across the street because there might be a car, then that's not well balanced. In other words, you know, people are afraid to do anything because something could happen. That's not, not well balanced. That's out of balance. So uh, most people are more on the fear side than on the faith and love side. So what you have to do is you have to feed your faith and feed your love until fear is eliminated. And so this is a balance that we have to strike in our lives Throughout our lives, and especially in the last, you know, seven months. You have to strike the right balance in your life and understand that there's healthy fear if it's, you know, wise. But you can't live in fear all of your life. Because fear, you could be fearful of dying in your own home. You could be fearful of uh, anything in any situation. If fear gets control, then it wants to dominate because the devil is a spirit. And he wants to dominate your mind. He wants to torment a person till they are simply paralyzed. That's his, his mode of operation. He wants to dominate a person's fear until they're literally paralyzed. They cannot function because the devil is a dominator. That's, that's the way he functions. And so he wants to dominate a person's life to the point that they cannot even function in life. And fear can paralyze a person to that degree. All right, so then you don't want to let it take its toll on you. You don't want to let it control you. Fear is tormenting. And if you're tormented, then you know it's gone too far. There has to be a, a line drawn. The line is drawn with the blood of Jesus, with the name of Jesus, with the Word of God, right? So then he says, a well-balanced mind of discipline and self-control. God gave you the fruit of the Spirit. One of those fruit of the Spirit is 
temperance, which simply means self-control. In life, in your life, in my life, anyone's life, something is going to control you. Something. Some force is going to control your life. Even people that think they got it all under control. In many cases, are not really as self-controlled as they think they are. Well, number one, God is on our side. So we got God for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? So we've got God on our side. So he's living in us. The love of God's abiding in us. Faith of God is residing in us. Praise God. But we, through faith and love, can exercise self-control. In other words, we can control self. Now, a lot of people would like to control their husband, their wife, their children, their parents, right? Their friends, their family, things on their job, people on their job. They like to control other things and other people. But the only thing you can actually really control is yourself. If you will control self, right? If you can control yourself, well, self-control means that I have to manage my mind. And everybody does. You have to manage your thought life. Well, you have to be able to discern, is that a faith thought? Is that a love thought? Right? Right? Or you have to discern, is that a fear thought? Is that thought taking me down the wrong road or is that thought taking me down the right road? Is that thought taking me down the love road, the faith road, or is that thought taking me down? And it is subtle. The devil is subtle. He he doesn't always just say, hey, here he comes with a red hat and a pitchfork, long tail. I'm the devil. Sometimes it's just a subtle entrance, subtle access, subtle way of sneaking into your thought life, into your mind, into your situation, your circumstance, and fear comes, and and you start becoming fearful. So, what do you do? Well, at any stage, you got to stop it. At any stage or any uh, season of that situation, whatever it may be, uh, you've got to take your stance. In other words, there has to be some resistance. I said there has to be some resistance. Resist the devil because the devil is a spirit. It's not just uh, fear. It's not fear and, okay, that's all there is to it. No, there's a spirit behind it. And so understanding that there is a spirit, fear is never from God. He just tells us that in this verse, doesn't he? God has not given us the spirit of fear. So then, fear, if it's never from God, or discouragement is never from God, then we have to resist it when it comes. Whom resists steadfast in the faith? Resist the devil and he will flee. Hallelujah. So my admonition to you today is take your stand. Take your stand. You can't take everybody else's stand, but you can take your stand. 
You can't resist the devil for everyone else. You can help them. You can encourage them. You can exhort them. You can pray with them. You can pray for them. But you can't resist the devil for them.